Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Danny Sanchez. Welcome back to Broadway Live, your home to Broadway news, pop culture, and more. It's not your normal podcast, it's Broadway Live. Alright guys, welcome back to Broadway Live with your host, Danny Sanchez here. Guys, this is part two of our series of Cancel Culture in Theater, our roundtable discussion and talking about why cancel culture exists in theater, what's the purpose of it, and you know, how to dissimulate from, and then go into depth of, you know, different productions and things about, you know, negative um, thoughts and things towards it, and why is it a thing, all that stuff, including shows like Be More Chill, whatever it is, and all that. I have brought uh, together three great people that I'm friends with on TikTok to share their ideas and opinions over this situation and topic. So please welcome Daniel, Ruby, and Maddox. Guys, how are you guys doing today? So good. Good, how are you? I'm great. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I was trying to figure out how to organize this um, roundtable discussion because I wanted to get different opinions over people that, you know, favored or like had a good side towards being more chill, people that were in the middle, sort of people that just, they don't really like it, whatever it is and all that. Um, this, like I said, anything discussed in this episode is all strictly respectful, blah, 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 all that stuff like that. We're all family here. All of our opinions are welcome and accepted. Um, but first and foremost, I let's just jump right into the big overarching theme of cancel culture in theater and why it exists and what's the purpose of it and all of that. So whoever wants to go in and think, wants to, you know, talk about it first and think that, you know, um, why cancel culture is a thing and why, why do you think it's a thing? Anyone wants to chime in first? Daniel, Daniel, what do you want to say? Um, I think that cancel culture exists, especially in theater, because when, you know, especially with sunk casting and things, when celebrities and like other big influencers are brought into Broadway and all these big productions, people tend to have higher expectations of how they should be performing on stage and, you know, their singing and acting and dancing abilities. And I think sometimes people can be very quick to just, you know, you know, like cancel people and, you know, not give people a chance to try to give the best potential on stage. And I think it could be an issue in the long run because you're not giving everyone a fair advantage, even if, you know, they got asked to do something like out of their control. I 100% agree. And it's, I think that that also stimulates from our, the Gen Z culture of social media and bootlegs, even though I think that, I mean, with bootlegs, in my opinion, it's just like, you know, I understand the wrongdoing of it, but as theater kids, we all have, we've all seen the bootleg or have seen, you know, all of that on TikTok. It's literally everywhere. But it's like, you can pick an example of seeing like, oh, like, who's the best Regina George on TikTok? Who's the best of law and seeing those examples and breakdowns. And while it may intended to be just, you know, trying to showcase the actors and actresses, it sort of can be, it, it sort of can be sort of damaging because it's like, you're gonna be pinpointing these actors against each other in regards to who's the best this, who's the best that when they're hired to do this job and they're, they're cast to do this job and that's, what they're doing it and there may be interpretations that are different some of that are you know we all love Renee Rath's performance but also like we all love everyone else's performance as well it's just this is a little bit different it's just all these perspectives and we all have these opinions on that um Ruby what do you think about this yeah I think the theater community um 
among any other, uh, but particularly is incredibly judgmental, which is something that I think we should be actively fighting against and trying to change. Uh, it can be very harmful, even in small communities, local community theaters, drama clubs, there's always a ton of like, oh, this actor is better than this actor, or this person should have been cast. And there's not a lot of um, support, which there should be in something that is so, it's just supposed to be so much fun and creating art. And there's just not a lot of support. There's a lot of you know, obviously it depends per case, but there, I, I have seen a lot of um, judgment and like tearing other people down and jealousy. Uh, and I think behind a screen that just intensifies 10 times more um, on a platform like TikTok where you can compare all of the Regina Georges and not feel any guilt because it's kind of just like, well, we're just comparing them, you know? Um, and also in this community, there's a lot of strong opinions and people who believe what they believe, they believe, I think there's a debacle that's been going on recently of like, can Anna in Frozen belt? Is she allowed to belt? Right. <laughs> Which I think is kind of ridiculous. There's been, there was an actress who was playing Anna who decided to belt. And there was a, a boatload of comments saying, well, that's not what the character would do. She's a mixer, she's in her head voice. Why does it matter? Like she's just, she has a beautiful voice. She's killing it. Why can't we support her? Honestly, it's just yeah. a lot of judgment. Yeah, I agree. I 1000% agree on that. And it's like these, like I said before, like certain actors and certain people are put, even though, even like with stunt casting, like Daniel said, like we may not agree with the whole stunt casting situation, but it would, they're in a business perspective and a whole marketing perspective. It was good for that production, good for that show, whatever it is, even though it, did not suit they, if they, they didn't, didn't suit the role or like can vocally do it there's a lot of reasons why people go into these roles in game with and just to stimulate from that example with frozen it's all of i remember like i, I would see like reddits and tweets of how like patty mirren wasn't like the strongest anna and i was seeing her i was just like well she was cast for a reason first and foremost and also for this the same thing i'm just like you know yeah you can have your opinions on her don't get me wrong but it's just like our job as theater goers is not to just bash artists and art artists work um, because you may go see a show and I mean, it may be their off day, whatever it is. They're doing this show how many times, eight times a week, whatever it is, you know, it's, we're all, at the end of the day, the people are doing shows, it's a job. This is a job that people are hired to do and all of these things. Um, Maddox, what do you think about this whole concept and this thing going on? Yeah, uh, I was just gonna kind of add on to what Ruby was saying. I just like, I'm trying to imagine like today's day and age, um, a lot, there seems to be a lot more Broadway actors and actresses who are actually on the app TikTok, yeah. um, which can be really fun. But also I just can't even imagine if uh, you're one of these Broadway trained actors and you see your bootleg come up and it's like a comparison and you're looking through the comments and everyone's bashing you and like just comparing you just because maybe you had a different interpretation or maybe you um, decided to belt instead of mix, you know, in, in that example. Um, I honestly, it's, it's, it can be very toxic and I like try to put myself in like those shoes. Like when I'm older and I hopefully want to do this for a living, like, and if I were to see all these people like just bashing my performance, it would be incredibly hard to take like for these people who have been training all their lives for this. So I think that's something that really just needs to be taken some thought. And I know it's, it's like we're in 2020, it's so much easier to hide behind the screen, just put all your opinions out onto the internet. So I think, 
but I just think it's definitely something we need to like take into account. And, you know, we can have opinions like you were saying, Danny, but um, some opinions can be very harsh on some people, which have been working hard all their life for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's their work. I just think that when people, I think of when with, with opinions, it's just like, it's, oh, I always say respect goes a very long way. It's like, you know, these actors are doing their jobs, they're doing their things and whatever. And if you may not like the certain um, actor doing the part or whatever it is, or even like the culture when understudies go on and people give understudies a hard time and all these things, it's just like, it's at the end of the day, they're doing a job. And that's the whole point. And then with the eminence of can- cancel culture in theater, it stimulates the fact that, you know, everything is available digitally on your phone on twitter on instagram like i got prop go on youtube and find a slam tutorial or whatever it is of what performance of whatever show i wanted and see what it is and then see a whole comparison it's like it probably wasn't to just do it out of spite but at the same time like you know like you said maddox imagine having to see imagine how renee rap feels when she goes all through all these comparison videos that it's like you know she's just it's a job it's literally a job trying to do that and so forth and so on and to get in more into the cancel culture aspect when people like input their opinions and input their ideas and everything but that those ideas are formulated not only have they seen the show have they seen the specific performance like all these all these opinions and things are being formulated from just the general public and what everyone else is saying so that's why this whole bandwagon sense to come in of how people are like, oh, I hate this show or I don't like this actress because X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, oh, why do you, what's your reasoning behind it? Like, what is your actual, like, how do you actually feel about it rather than, you know, seeing what everyone else is saying? So I feel like a lot of theater, you know, kids, when you first hear the word be more chill, what is your instant reaction of like, ooh, wait a minute. That just, it gives that negative response that negative thing which it shouldn't because it's a show that you know it may not be your show it may not be everyone's favorite show but it appeals to a certain demographic that likes the show but also it's for me as an artist and you guys can chime in whenever you want to come in i think that you know as a person myself i can never hate someone's art or someone's work because that's just their art and their piece that's their they spend it, it takes years and years to create and develop musicals and art nowadays and to sit there and just say oh i hate the show whatever it is and whatever reason you're gonna say it it's like well have you actually have given the show the opportunity have you listened to the show have you seen the show have you you know do all these things and then you can form i always say you can formulate your first impression on a show but you can never outwardly say i hate this show because of whatever it is like what do you guys think about that Anyone that wants to chime in? Um, kind of like what you were saying, I'm going to go back to what you're talking about with like artists putting their spin on different things. Yes. Especially with understudies too. Um, I think it's just really unfair for, for people to be like so harsh and so quick when like, you know, understudies don't get that many chances to go on as, you know, who they're understudying for. So when they do, they like really get that chance to, you know, express and make the character their own. And it's a big issue that like so many people disagree with the way an actor can play a certain character. And I think it's unfair because that's just their way of playing it. And if you disagree with it, then, I mean, that's your opinion, but I think you should still respect the artist for putting their own spin on how they would play that part. And with what you were saying about shows, um, 
you definitely have to give shows a chance before you can even, you know, make an opinion. Because if you even like, if you haven't even listened to the soundtrack, like, how do you even have the right to even have an opinion about it? Because you've never heard a single song from the show before. Yeah, Maddox, what do you think about it? Um, just to chime in, like, I I totally agree with you. Um, about the soundtrack thing, like, there was so Hamilton came out and was it 2016, I believe, mm-hmm. 2015, somewhere um, around there, and obviously huge hit. I was obsessed with the soundtrack. Um, or should I say, is it cast recording? Soundtrack is movie. Yeah. Original yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, everyone was obsessed with it. Then there was like this period of time, I'd say like 2017, 2018, 2019, where it's like, oh, Hamilton's overrated. I remember that was a whole thing. Like, oh, it's overrated. It's yeah. overrated. And I still had not seen it, seen it live yet. And so I was like, oh, is it overrated? No, I can't. I can't say that. I haven't seen it yet. And that was until I saw the national tour that came to my city. And I said, this is why it is so good. This is this is the art. You can't really formulate your full opinion until you see it, um, because it is Hamilton is amazing. <laughs> um, so I totally agree with not. You can't really say your full opinion, or you can't like judge everything just based off that sound recording. I mean, theater's art. It's um, half the sound. Most of it's it's visual too. So it's something like you're acting out on stage, and it's something you can't really again, formulate your opinion until you really see it um, live, which is something that's really big and playing a part of judging a show before you see it. Yeah. Before Ruby, real quick, I think that it's very important. Oh, sorry, <laughs> this is one second. I, I think that I totally agree with you, Maddox, and the, with the whole Hamilton thing, it's like, you know, I remember when I was in high school, like, it was a big thing. And like, it was all over, like, if you were in, if you didn't, and if you're in Florida, that's when you were in high school, then you just know it was a big thing. And, you know, for me, like, I wasn't like the kid, like, you know, people always, it's like, oh, Hamilton's overrated to just be trendy. But it's like, they're not giving it an opportunity because they're just, whenever something is on like overhyped or when something is like, oh, when someone says, oh, I love Wicked, I love blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, you like those type of shows? But it's like, well, they're, they're overhyped for a reason. They're people love them they're all these shows that are you know well respected and have been on broadway order for the longest time and it doesn't invalidate you of you being a theater supporter or fan less than if you oh i know i only know obscure pieces of theater in that sense ruby what were you gonna say (laughs) um well i well i wanted to say that i agree with you in the sense that it's become trendy to dislike certain musicals. And I think Be More Chill has unfortunately fallen under that um, category. Uh, I think there's a certain stigma almost of like a a type of person that enjoys Be More Chill. Um, And they get judged a lot for their fan base in a way that like, and obviously there are like some weird fans and there's some weird fans in anything. You could say that for any, any fan group. I think, I mean, even Hamilton's got a, some weird fans there too, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah. I just think because of it, it does have a younger demographic. Um, and I think there's so many ways you can take that. I think that's part of why they get a lot of um, criticism. And I also think it's a really beautiful thing because Broadway is moving towards this era of like teenagers running the ticket sales and shows that have recognized that have done incredibly well. Um, Beetlejuice, (laughs) Uh, Beetlejuice lowered their ticket sales because they knew that their demographic was younger and they were earning tons of money every week. Um, So I think it's just about like 
why shouldn't, um, it's art, it's art, it's entertainment. Why shouldn't anybody be able to enjoy it? You know? <laughs> and then what I wanted to say about judging musicals based off of their soundtrack, I think um, theater has moved towards this era, which is, you know, it has its benefits and it's not benefits. Uh, it's moved towards this era where um, musical theater is singing. And it is, but it isn't. It's about storytelling and acting and dancing and visuals and set and lighting is a huge part of that that is constantly overlooked. And I think this has also been a rise with TikTok because on TikTok, if you wanna talk about musical theater and you wanna share your talent, you're not gonna like go act out a scene. You could, but that's not really what you're gonna do. You're gonna sing. And so I think it's, it's become very vocal centric, which is great because we have amazing, amazing voices in theater. But I think it's also led to this age of like listening to a soundtrack and being like, well, I don't like this music, so this show is bad. And that's not necessarily true. Yes. Like, you know how many how many comments I would get of like, oh, I don't, I, um, the great comment's not for me because it's blah, 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 this type of music. But it's like, okay, that's just, that's just you not like getting into the, the show and like not understanding it or whatever it is. It's like, you know, Theater is changing. Theater is evolving. There's, you know, theater, like, you know, from golden age down to contemporary, it's, you know, contemporary is a big thing now because, you know, the Broadway community is now becoming more commercialized, you know, with all these big brands of Disney, Nickelodeon, all these big, you know, movie musical transitions and adaptations. And it's a matter of, you know, it is a business and it's an, um, to, you know, stimulate Broadway and the community and all of that. But it's also a um, way to say that, you know, you know, new shows are going to be happening all the time. And, you know, we're going to love and appreciate all of the classic shows that we all love and enjoy. But when it comes to Be More Chill, what I can commend Be More Chill, even though, like, you know, I respect Be More Chill as an art form and as a piece of theater 1000%. Um, it was based off of a book and it did all of great things um before the Broadway run and everything and what I appreciated was the fact that how social media took its toll to get Be More Chill to where it had to be and that's very commendable in regards to them not having any plans to go on Broadway not having plans to go off Broadway it's in regards to you know go from there it's so impressive of how the fans want these things and that's and then that's what a lot of older like older actors and people theater girls they don't understand this idea of like you know social media and ask of how does this how certain shows get to broadway it's like all of that but it's like this is the new norm and this is going to get even more advanced as years go on were you going to say something maddox yes uh, i just wanted to chime in about the uh, social media thing because i think we have the, uh, Be More Chill was very unique in that the fan base and social media and listening to that cast recording brought it to Broadway, um, which was like something that's honestly never been done before. And I think it really paved the way for other shows to be recognized and get more ticket sales from social media. Beetlejuice with TikTok and uh, Presley Ryan. Presley Ryan, is that her name? Oh. Um, yeah, love her. She was on TikTok. She got so many views and so much hype. And that's really what how Beetlejuice became such a big thing. Same with, uh, I feel like Six got its start on social media too. Yeah. Um, and it moved all the way from the West into Broadway. So it's, I think Be More Chill was really honestly a trendsetter in having social media play such a big part in it moving to Broadway and becoming such a big deal. 
I totally agree. And I think that with social media, it can also equate to a sense of accessibility because the amount of people that don't live in New York or don't live in the West, whatever it is, they don't, that's why we have Broadway actors that have social medias now that we're upstate. They're great social media personalities that can help represent the show. There's so many ways besides of just, I do the show eight times a week, blah, blah. No, like they're going to represent the show on social media to get people out. It's a whole algorithm of things of getting the show out there. That's why Be More Chill, Be More Chill and like Beetlejuice's social media press was just the most impeccable thing I've seen them like in so long and Beetlejuice like more in Beetlejuice of them like being really interactive with their fan base you know having contests to change the playable covers every month like having all of these things interact that's how that that's how you build an audience and that's how social media is in a, a good perspective um helping Broadway and all these things and Ruby what, what were you going to say Ruby about this whole idea no, that is exactly what I was going to say is that social media and the internet has made Broadway accessible to people all over the country and the world. Um, you know, when I, even when I was like nine years, like just a couple years, a couple, okay, like a few years ago, like um, <laughs> it was so different. Like the entire, if, like my parents were going to come to take, if I was going to go see a Broadway show, I would always walk in having no idea what it was about. It would always be kind of like out of the blue um, or like a special occasion. Whereas now with shows like Be More Chill, Beetlejuice are lowering their ticket prices for more teenagers and like bootlegs are bigger than ever where you can live in California and you can watch a Broadway show on YouTube. Um, Nay, the whole debacle on bootlegs, that is a whole thing. But like there's no denying that the internet has made Broadway bigger than ever, which is amazing. Daniel, what do you think about with the internet and like the internet and social media and things like we said now has great positive sides, but also this whole internet can stem towards this idea of cancel culture. And now, now that everyone's becoming more accessible about it, everyone can now put in their inputs on things and, and put their things on, you know, how a show, you know, this person should have been cast in the show or this person, this, this, and that. Like, what do you think about that, Daniel? So, I mean, we kind of brought it up earlier when we were talking about, you know, sites like TikTok, being able to compare artists and, you know, the different performances and definitely bootlegs have given, you know, audience members from all over the U.S. and like Ruby said, the world where, you know, they can see everybody's performances now and, you know, put in their own opinions on, you know, each performer and like how they played it and in the comments do their comparisons. So, it can be a curse in a way too, because it's also damaging some artists in the long run, but also like Ruby said and everyone else said, it's a blessing because then it's opening up theater to a lot more people and, you know, to get to see shows that they couldn't see before or like have the opportunity to see. So, you know, it has its positives and its negatives for sure. Yeah. I follow this Instagram account called Broadway Belters on Instagram and like, I think that, of course, it's great to hear their, like, what I love about it is because I get to see different shows and see different, you know, different performers and different things and, like, you know, I'm like, oh, they're in this, like, it's a whole big community of things and, like, all of that. And not by just posting bootlegs, but it's in, it's not even a fact of comparing artists. It's just giving them a, a, a spotlight and a recognizable, you know, platform to, you know, show their talent, which is also really cool and all these things. 
Um, now let's stem towards this topic, now going more specific within the topic of Be More Show. Now, if you guys, everyone's listening to this podcast and this episode, we all know Be More Show. It's a show that was on Broadway. It had a very short run. It has, well, before Broadway, it was off-Broadway. Before off-Broadway, is at another theater that I cannot remember the name of. Ruby probably knows. Um, <laughs> um, Ruby can say it in a second. <laughs> but, um, but I think that, you know, with Be More Chill, we, everyone, anyone in the theater community has this sense of, you know, you know, quick glance of like, oh, be more chill. How do I feel about it? Do I want to, you know, agree with everyone else is saying on it or, you know, try to get into it? Or you don't want to, people that say they like be more chill or they're associated with it, people want to invalidate themselves as a theater goer and an artist. And that's just not how we do it. So with Ruby, who is very passionate about be more chill, I want you to go into your ideas of a person that advocates for being more chill and all of that and, understand why you know just i'll let you speak go on ruby it's all yours okay i i speak a lot uh but about this specifically so i will i promise i will try to cut myself down um <laughs> i do believe the theater that it was originated at was the two river theater in new yep. jersey Thank uh you. yes so <laughs> um i think a lot okay so the be more chill fan base i think is pretty broad but it does have a younger demographic, which I think comes up with the idea of like, I've heard a lot of people call the show poorly written. And I don't think that's true in the slightest. Um, I was, I was, you know, listening to it the other day. They have, like the lyrics are well written. Uh, they evoke emotion. They show character development. There's motifs in this music. Like it's thought out, it's well written. And I, I think that there's a lot of people, you know, I'm not gonna throw any show under the bus, but I think that there's a lot of fans um, who will, of other shows that are not so greatly written that will say that Be More Chill is poorly written. Um, and just kind of try to throw it under the bus of like, it's just, it's not good. And they're not really giving it a fair shot. Um, I think that there's, there's like, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think yeah. that it's also like with that um, disregard of the show, it also ignores all of the positive impact that it's had on a ton of people. Um, just as in the sense of like, if you want to talk about diversity on Broadway, Be More Chill was one of the most diverse shows that I've seen on Broadway in a while, which is upsetting, it shouldn't be. But if you're looking at shows like, you know, like Mean Girls and Dear Evan Hansen, there's only really like one person of color in the main cast for those shows. Whereas Be More Chill, I, I don't remember how many, but there were like multiple um, just representation of characters. And I think that for, they, they were transferring, they transferred almost the entirety of the original cast to Broadway, giving debuts to people who never even imagined that they were going to get them. And I think that they replaced three people from the original cast and two of the original cast members who were white were replaced with people of color. Like they're they're actively trying to give people of color a platform. And yeah. I think like when you just look at a show like that and you're like, no, it's bad and you disregard it, you're ignoring so many positive things that it's done in the theater community. And it's just, it's ridiculous. I agree. I think that would be more chill. Like even though like it's a show that I, I hate, the word I hate is people, the word that I hate is everyone saying that I hate this show, whatever, just blatantly say I hate the show because that's, 
don't and people when people say like on TikTok or whatever, like whoever supports Be More Chill, it's just no. They don't fit the vibe. They don't fit the vibe check as people wanna, you know, wanna say and all that. I know I'm 20, but I think I know what people want to say. But like when it comes to like that mentality, it just makes people that love the show. They can never feel like, well, if it's a show that I like, why is it a problem? And it's a show that, you know, if you had a great connection with the show and if you, it moved you and um, you were Jim and Michael in the bathroom, it's your anthem, then let that be your anthem. It was my anthem, but I can't sing that dang song because it's too high for me. So, like, you know, there we freaking go. You guys are laughing. Ha, ha, ha. So, um, but I think that with the show, it's, you know, personally, as my opinion, I liked the original cast of like the first recording of it. I loved the show and loved, you know, this whole techno, you know, all these sort of like, it's a new sound that, you know, like wasn't like on the Broadway scene yet. And then once it went to Broadway, it wasn't like my favorite once it went to Broadway, but it was still a show that, you know, I'm not going to bash or hate on because I respect all the artists in the show and I respect the people that, you know, created this piece and, all of that and yeah but Maddox has a very interesting perspective on Be More Chill because he was he did the show Be More Chill as local theater Maddox correct so I was actually in the Kansas City premiere of Be More Chill I was playing Jeremy um until Corona shut it down we got all the way to tech week um unfortunately so um I think a lot of people can relate to when I say this, that my first impression of Be More Chill actually wasn't what it is today. I was a little more on the, hmm, maybe it's not for me. I wasn't on the totally bashing side, but I don't know if it's really for me. Um, but I still decided to audition, give it a shot. Um, and when I cast, like, and when I got cast, when we started rehearsals and everything, and I, I'm listening to the original production, Two Rivers cast recording, I'm like, okay, this is really cool. I just don't think I gave it a chance. Like you were saying, Danny, it has a very techno futuristic score that is something brand new to Broadway that we've never really seen before. Um, and I thought it was so creative. Um, it's a really interesting storyline. And it's, again, something we've never ever seen before, which I don't know, I just really loved. It's very high energy. It's very new. It's a new thing for Broadway. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I honestly really like it now and I'm sad that we didn't get to do it, but yeah. Yeah. And like going like with the thing with whole the show and like everyone's saying that, like what, what Ruby said to poorly written or it's like, Oh, the plot and blah, blah, blah. Like person like, yeah, like the show is a show meant for younger demographic. This is not no Sweeney tall. This is not no in-depth catharsis show of talking about the human condition and human heart it's be more chill it's in the title like i don't like if you're gonna compare this if you're gonna compare this show to a piece of sondheim what mm -hmm. what what is this mentality i don't understand because for me yeah the plot is a little of course like want to be cool yeah it has that sense of mentality but listen it's high school it's a mm -hmm. high school plot it's with kids all these things like what are you gonna expect like it's not i don't know like what else do you it want? was be more chill was written in the intention for it to be out there and cheesy and like one of those like kind of like one of those cheesy high school stories that's like oh i just want to be cool you know it's like that was the intention for it. Yeah. And I think that some people don't really understand that at first. Um, 
because they think it's like, oh, you know, they're taking it a little too seriously. Um, So, yeah, I think that's another thing about it. I think the the show never, ever, ever claims to be something that it's not. And I think that's, I agree with you, is that people are coming in with a mentality, they're looking for like this huge like piece of art and it's just like they're it's fun like it's just supposed to be fun and like I think that is part of the issue is that people are expecting something that they shouldn't be and the show completely owns itself in the sense that it's just it's just fun and out there and silly yeah Daniel uh Daniel Daniel I wouldn't say Daniel hates the show but you don't it's not like your it's not yeah I'm not trying to drag him but it's not like your favorite show but like for me it's not my favorite show but it's a show that I can respect and give any like you know not harm wishes I don't give any show harm wishes unless it's it's blatantly offensive which that's a different story um but Daniel like what do you think about this um I don't want to get canceled or dragged (laughs) before I start um so I saw Be More Chill um, at like, I think March of like last year or something like that when it was on Broadway still. Um, so I think that's why I'm allowed to voice an opinion on the show because I actually like saw it and I listened to the soundtrack of the one in the cast recording in New Jersey. Um, for me, the show, it, it isn't an issue so much about like the plot or like the characters or the songs because some of the songs in Be More Chill slap, like they are amazing. I love some of them. But for me, it's more of like, I think the set design where they kind of tried to make it so much futuristic that it almost wasn't like good in a way. Like it was very minimalistic, the new set they had for Broadway where it was like all projections basically. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I just don't think that it worked that well for a show like Be More Chill. I think when it had its original run in New Jersey with the very like, you know, like homemade-ish like feeling kind of set and it was just a lot more realistic and I think more immersive to be honest I think that had a much bigger impact than maybe a more like set that focuses a lot more on projections and um you know like technical technologically advanced like set pieces that like move in and out and stuff I just think that you know it didn't work um I think the main song I noticed that was for smartphone hour which is my favorite song in the entire soundtrack um they just did like a bunch of projections on the back. And I just think that it wasn't that thought out. I thought they could have done something like really cool, like a very cool like set piece or maybe like a cool like lighting design or something. It was just, you know, I just thought it was very minimalistic for what it could have been. And it had like really good potential to be something great. Yeah, I think that with with the show, like I totally like when I first, like when you first hear the word, like be more chill and all of that, I get a very DIY, very homey, very like, you know, all that vibes, like from that title and everything. And as it got to Broadway, of course, you know, with the bigger budget, you know, all these things and all these things that have to go around, of course, they're gonna wanna make it more technologically, more futuristic, all these types of thematic structures, which in ways like, with the, for me, what really like didn't make me enjoy it as much, but I still respect it, is some of the orchestrational things that I just didn't really appreciate. With was some of the the new was new sounds for like Michael in the bathroom, a couple of other songs, whatever, and that was just me, but not discrediting you know um, George Salazar or Will Rowland or whatever's in the show. Like they, you know that show did so much to debut actors and like you said ruby said of people of color and um i remember at one point like 
there was an understudy night of like all POC performers. I remember like seeing on social media and that was a very powerful thing when a show does that. And I think that with Be More Chill, the sense of like, we all as theater kids preach of excess, um, inclusive, inclusiveness and acceptance and all these things. But when it comes to like Be More Chill, it's a big hard pass of like, ew, no, we're not, it's like, it's it doesn't have cooties it's a show like i don't understand why it's a problem and um ruby what were you going to say something about um no very quick just talking about production design the the only thing i will say is i do not think the broadway costume designers have ever seen teenagers dress themselves um just as in like and i it kind of fed into that like over the top theme of the show like crazy kooky but those costumes like i was like have you seen teenagers before because that's not it. So that is something I will say about the, the production. Um, yeah. yeah. We all know this ideal of like adults playing teens. Like we all know that. So it's very much the fact that we get it. So it's like when it comes to the other layer of these crazy costumes, which yeah, it could, you know, lead into the whole like, you know, it's a big, you know, not that, not that it's a farce, because a farce is something like it's something completely different. But it's a matter of with this type of show, this sort of like you know um, demographic. I I think I see a lot of the demographic with mi- I, middle schoolers and with when I um I used I judge a couple of competitions in Florida with theater pieces, and they will all talk about be more chill, be more chill, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. And I was just like, for me. I was happy that that was happening because, you know, we, my, as a theater person, our job is to make theater and arts education and arts being more visible because, you know, schools are cutting programs left and right and not giving arts enough recognition. And to then have a show that speaks to a young demographic, like that's, that's more we could ever want as a theater person and to have that sense of visibility and to, you know, preach that to the younger generation of the fact that, you know, you can have the show, like, you know, you know, when you were growing up, what was that one show that you, we all have that one show that we have that ownership over that we love. And if that show for them, be more show, that is amazing. Um, And Maddox, what were you going to say about that? There we go. (laughs) I was just going to chime in. Um, Yeah, uh, they changed uh, just a little bit from going from pre-Broadway to Broadway. Um, And in my opinion, I actually prefer the pre-Broadway Two Rivers production. The Two Rivers production is the one that's available for licensing. Um, So that's the production I did and I worked closely with. Um, I wasn't just, uh, I agree with the orchestrations part. It it was a little too like trying to make it too big Broadway show. Um, And... They also added a few songs to the Broadway, um, which I wasn't really a fan of the new songs. Um, and personally, I, I think I also think they made a few changes to the script, if I'm not wrong. Um, but yeah, I so yes, I worked closely with the Two Rivers production, which is the one that's available for licensing. And in my opinion, I like that one a little bit better. It's kind of like the original. It's what took it off um, and set it on its feet. Um, which is why I, I think a lot of people sort of kind of changed to hating it. Um, of, yeah. I, I noticed that was a thing um, once it did go to Broadway, just because they did change a little bit. They, I mean, they wanted to make it a huge Broadway show because of the budget, like you were saying. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, and with this whole thing with Be More Chill and all of that, I think that this culminates this idea of the fact that, you know, we all 
our theater, we all love theater to tell stories and to tell, you know, um, impactful stories to impact people and to change people and to just, you know, get them out of their world. And that's part of what theater is, is to give that transformative atmosphere. And with Be More Chill, when I, I don't like it when people and artists, you know, attack on Be More Chill or whatever these, whatever it is, but it's like, why are you going to give this show such an in-depth catharsis, like I said before, like really getting an analytical perspective on it when like, it's not supposed to be like that. It's not a show that's supposed to like um, impact you. Like, of course, like it's of, of uh, showing high school, a little bit of teen angst, all that stuff like that. And giving that sort of like, you know, that sort of um, uh, themes. But it's not like a show that's like, you know, like um, themes of like, you know, um, death and mo- and all these things and uh, you know what adult uh like we would compare it to like you know lame miz sweeney todd phantom blah blah those type of shows more classical shows whatever and all that but like you know we have shows that have you know fan bases that you know have like this that people are like i'm sick and tired of having this unrealistic representation in high school whatever it is like you're gonna tell me like and you're, we have Putnam County spelling me. We got Heather, like all these things and all these things and all that. You're gonna tell me that that's realistic? Like, I don't think so. Like there's like other shows that it's supposed to strip you from that reality and just bring you into that world and all of that. Um, Ruby, what, what, what do you want? What do you think about that? This is a huge uh, thing that I have with Be More Chill. I think a huge criticism that it gets is that it's quote unquote stupid or that it's like the plot doesn't make sense, it's ridiculous. Um, and I completely agree with you, Danny, in the sense of like, as theater goers, as this is a piece of art that's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to take you out of reality. If, if you're sitting in this, this audience and Be More Chill is telling you, oh yeah, this is a pill that's a supercomputer that teaches you how to be cool. And you're sitting there saying, well, that's stupid. I don't believe it. Of course, you're not going to enjoy the show. Of course, you're not going to enjoy it. Because if you're not willing to sustain your disbelief, if you're not willing to say one of the biggest rules of theater of improv is yes, and if you're not willing to go yes, and and listen to the story, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. And I think if we're at this point in theater, where we're only accepting shows that are based in reality, shows that could happen, then we failed theater because it's supposed to be storytelling and it can be outrageous and it can be outside of our realm of knowledge because it's entertaining. Entertainment. When it's like, sorry, sis, but like, um, I have not seen a sense of nonfiction theater that has like, not yet. I mean, I, I, of course shows um, talk about, you know, real, of course, um, applicable issues in our world to reflect, you know, what's going on in our, you know, political climate, all these things and all of that uh, with, you know, racism, sexuality, identity, all these things that that's important as well. But with this show, it doesn't need to, like, I feel like with this show, it doesn't need to highlight those things, but within the community of the show itself. When it comes to like, you know, we have a lot of POC members on stage. We have LGBT members on stage. We have all these visible things on stage within this show. We have, you know, diversity. That's what we want and what we want to strive for in the new theater world. And now that, you know, Broadway has shut down right now, I think we can all 
agree the fact that when Broadway comes back, we have Broadway needs Broadway needs to be more diverse more than ever than before. And when and you know, as a white passing person, you know, I, I identify with my Hispanic community. I think that when it comes to visibility and all these things, you know, we're not living in this cookie cutter, you know, we're supposed to make people feel like they're represented. And with being more chill, if that show made them feel represented, then that's literally amazing. We had like the girl that played Jenna Rowland, I forget her real name, I forget the actress's name, whatever it is. But like, I was obsessed with her. Like I was like, I loved her. Daniel, what's her name? It's Tiffany Mann, I believe. Tiffany Mann, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, because Tiffany Mann, because um, Tiffany Mann is the, the daughter of Tamela Mann. And Tamela Mann's like this like church church choir singer. And like my mom's obsessed with her. Anyway, that's not the topic. But this idea of the fact that we're all so, this, that's why this with the theater community, it, it gets the word toxic. It gets the word all of these things because we all practice and do things in one way, but then we immediately disqualify and we don't, and we just completely not follow what we pr- practice, what we preach. Because if we practice about revisibility, accessibility and change and everything, and also like, you know, art is art and that we want art to be, we want art to happen. But then we, when we have people that be more chill comes along, whatever it is and all that, and people are just like, ill, no, like, ill, they hate it, blah, blah. It's like, didn't you just post an Instagram story the other day of the fact that art needs to be accessible and art is a beautiful thing in our world? Like, I don't understand about that idea. But I do think that with the progression of fear, especially now, well, my biggest pet peeve, oh my God, is when I see a lot of people that are in like the golden age sense of like theater, like they're in that like, they're in the Patti Pound generation, blah, 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 which we stand her. But like, they always want to disqualify any sort of sense of, of contemporary theater because their golden age sense oh, trumps everything all. When it's like, while golden age was the foundation of our theater and when it, it was the evolution of musical theater and all these things, our old shows, no our contemporary world does not have that really much anymore. Of course, we would love, we appreciate and have that love. And, you know, contemporary shows, like I love, I love Fiddler on the Roof. I think it's one of my favorite contemporary um, Golden Age shows. But, you know, nowadays it's like, you know, people, I had a conversation um, with one of my cast members, I'm in a show right now, and they were like, oh, what's your dream role? And I was saying like, Damien Mean Girls, blah, 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 blah. They're like, what are those shows? like all the all of these things and I was just like I felt so awkward because it's just like yeah you may not know it but it's like you know I got to think of shows that like you know we're all in this contemporary loop because that's our that's our demographic and that's what it's are meant for um and to go more back into the cancer culture in regards to you know actors and theater like you know what what can you say to um uh um you know, younger fans of theater that, you know, love the show, but really can't, you know, express their love for it. You know, does anyone, you know, is there like a show that you always, or something that you, I think you're passionate about in theater that you really like ever like cannot, you know, ever bring up without you having this idea of like, oh, I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to get attacked for it. Because if it's not the majority opinion, people are gonna, you know, cut your throat off, which I've, I've witnessed a lot because like you know I 
when I, I once said that like, oh, Hamilton's not that bad. And everyone's like, Hamilton, it's overrated. Like, we're done with that. We're done with that. We don't have to do with that anymore. Or like Dear Evan Hansen, no. Like, we, we stand Ben Platt, but like, no. Daniel, what do you have to say? Um, I believe it or not, I think that show for me would probably be Dear Evan Hansen because I think for me, I had more of like, you know, a connection to it. And I think it depends on the show for people because people can like shows for different reasons. You know, they can have, you know, a personal connection like with a character or like something in the plot that happens that they just really like relate to. And I think that people can't, you know, like attack people for liking a show for a certain reason if it's important to them. Or, you know, I just, I think people just need to relax with that and let people enjoy whatever shows they enjoy and, you know, have whatever reason they have a connection to it. It's like this idea to prove that they're the ultimate theater person. It's like this whole like, you know, I like, I like underground stuff that you wouldn't really know. It's like they give. I remember. I literally remember when Dogfight was an under like was was like an underground show. Like I remember when Dogfight was an underground sort of or like Carrie or like shows like you know Bear like all these things that like next to normal, like Ruby said, like all that, whatever. But it's like these type of shows. And then like, um, of course, like within Broadway, like, you know, with award season, all these things, of course, at the end of the day, like Broadway is a business. And of course, Broadway is going to have a sense of like, you know, commercial theater is, you know, you have to have that Disney show. You have to have blah, 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 all these things. Then we had the band's visit and we're like, oh, that's an actual thing. So it's like, even though like, it's an amazing piece of art, don't get me wrong. Like Omar Sharif, I bopped to in the car. But like, you know, it's a matter of like, a big culture shock when it comes to people like, what their taste. I remember like, when I took my friend in New York and she's like, broad, like, you know, like, I, um, I want to see this musical, blah, blah, blah. But then this is when um, to, Kill a Mock- to, the Com- to Kill a Mockingbird was on Broadway. And um, oh, what's that celebrity's name was Annette. He was in Love, Simon. I'm forgetting his name. Um, if you guys want to, you can unmute yourself if you want. We can all can just have a conversation. Um, um, whatever. He was in it. And my friend was like, I want to see him. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, didn't you just say an hour ago that you don't want to see any plays on Broadway because they're boring? And it's just like this whole like, you know, Broadway's an open community with plays, musicals, blah, 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 blah. Like, don't get me wrong. Of course, it's musicals. But like I said, with the element of stunt casting and all, all these things, it's like, you know, Nick Robinson. Thanks, Ruby. And my friend wanted to see him. And I was just like, well... Of course, yeah, you would see him because it's Nick Robinson. But I was like, would you say if it wasn't? She was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> it's the, uh, people that don't really know about theater. And like, you know, as you know, sometimes I wish I get an understudy. When I saw Mean Girls on tour and I saw my uh, Black Karen, I freaked out of my seat. I freaked out. I was like, oh, Morgan Bryant. I, I was freaking out of my seat. Like that was a moment. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that later. But, um, oh, I just remembered. Um, so guys, on social media, I got a lot of some comments and inputs on uh, the topic of cancel culture in theater and be more chill. And I wanted to read some out that I got a little bit. I got some from Snapchat. I got some from Instagram that I wanted to read to get their opinions over um, of uh, this show. 
So one of my friends, um, I'm not gonna say, I'm gonna not say their name because it's anonymous, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is what their opinion over being more chill was over the show. They said, personally, I do not like being more chill due to the glorification of mental illness. It's the same reason why I never got on the Dear Evan Hansen hype train. I never liked the fact that writers try to make the de- characters relatable by making them depressed or joking about insomnia. I also never liked how Jeremy seemed slightly sexist almost. It was the way he would treat women. There is more that I can word it better, but the script is poorly written and the story is just another cliche bro story of boys just being boys with a dash of mental illness. That's an opinion. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, so I'm not gonna say their name, but um, when she told me that, I was very like, oh, I never really saw it in that, you know, perspective in a way. Um, Again, people have different opinions over, you know, shows and whatnot. What do you guys think about this thing of, this thing of like mental, like mental illness I can attach to because, you know, we can attach it to, you know, Dear Evan Hansen and all, all these other shows that, you know, try to use it as like deeming it at like the tenor boys relatable dream role. You know what I mean? All that. Whoever wants to chime in on that, you have free reign. Anyone? I mean, okay. I'm hesitant to speak on it just as in, I think mental illness is a very, very personal issue and it depends per person. I've seen people with anxiety um, call out Dear Evan Hansen for the way that they handle it. And I've also seen people with anxiety um, praise it and say that they felt that it was done in a positive way. So it, it really, really is a personal matter. And your opinion, anyone's opinion on it is completely valid, which is why I like, I don't want to like, you know, push my opinion on it. I personally, this is completely personal again, have never seen, have never considered Dear Evan Hansen to be a glorification, not, Dor- not Dear Evan Hansen, oh my God, can I start again? <laughs> I, I personally have never seen Be More Chill, uh, have never felt that it has glorified mental illness. I think it's had characters who have felt down, but I don't think that they were necessarily depressed. Um, I think that they were hormonal teenagers in high school. And I think that's part of what made it so relatable is a lot of a lot of people with mental illness or without could see characters like them on stage, characters who um, were passionate about theater, characters who felt that their best friend was leaving them behind, things like that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I never considered that it might be glorifying mental illness. And that might be, you know, my own ignorance or it just might be like my perception of it. Uh, but that is definitely a, a very strong opinion. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think about it? I wouldn't necessarily say like shows go in with the intent of like trying to do that, like trying to spread that message of like glorifying it or like, you know, like using it in any way. I think they're just trying to get the point across and however that may be like with an intent or without, I just genuinely don't think they're going in with like that mindset to like do that. And I think it can also lead to like, you know, with a kind of with cancel culture, like people trying to find the smallest things to like nitpick and like over, like just explode it and make it into something that's totally out of proportions to what it was supposed to be. Definitely. Maddox, what do you think about it? Um, as far as the mentioning how Be More Chill can maybe be sexist and it's like the two bros story, uh, I honestly disagree with that. I think Be More Chill is more of a story of Jeremy's personal journey. Um, and 
I know he teams up with Michael at the very end, but I mean, Michael th- goes through his own personal struggles. And again, I mentioned this earlier, I think Be More Chill was written in the intention to be one of those cheesy high school, like, you know, cheesy high school, um, like campy, very campy. And like guy wins the girl in the end. And like, that was their intention. I don't think it was ever like, oh, boys are better than girls. You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, I think I, I disagree with that in the way of, I think that Be More Chill is more of like, a personal journey for Jeremy uh, other than him and Michael against everyone else. Yeah, definitely. I think that when it comes to like shows that I think specifically with Jeremy Hansen, it does specifically talk about, you know, you know, Evan's struggles and all these things through and it's, it's open-minded. We, we all know that the teens show through anxiety and all these things like that. I'm not saying they're using it just to be like they're depressed as like the trend to be like, oh, like I'm hashtag depressed when like, you know, I think that's, you know, I wouldn't ever say that in an openly public forum, whatever it is. But with Be More Chill, like, while I don't know the show that well, I think that I didn't get that glimpse from it. I just thought it was just another typical cliche high school story, like Maddox said. Um, But yeah, I think that, you know, when it comes to like shows that, want to do it that's why when shows have certain like controversies it's like with me with like from being more chill to tootsie into whatever shows that have a sense of like controversy it's like personally i think that when like you know the new york community and private community is a very accepting liberalistic you know i have an idea that ideology when putting shows on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that they would put shows on to blatantly offend people. I know some shows have made mistakes in the way they market themselves and change some things. Like, you know, there is a, a small, there, there is a community of people that are opposed to Jack a Little Pill, like all these type of things and all that. And while, you know, I totally respect, you know, everyone's, you know, opinions and feelings about it. But um, at the same time, like, I think that a lot of people don't, um, theater people have that sense of um, sharp-mindedness in their opinions and they won't respect others, if that makes sense, I think. Um, There's this other um, person that wanted to input something for the episode and they said, I personally think everyone is entitled to their own opinion. If you don't like, you don't like the show. If you do, then cool beans. But when you're publicly bashing on this musical for no reason other than you don't like it, then that's just rude. Musical theater is an art and you're hating on someone's art. Like imagine if the art you created that took you a lot of time and effort to put together and people just started bashing on it over social media. That's kind of mean. I mean, if you don't like it, that's fine. Do you? But if you don't have nothing to say, then don't say it at all. You know, talking about it with your friends is different, but like posting all over social media is a negative way. That could be very hurtful. That's just the way I see it, which I completely agree. That goes to bases in regards to human, being a human being. But with like in the broad community, it's like, you know, with certain shows and certain actors, like the whole Cameron Dallas thing, you know, like, you know, I have an opinion on that because I actually saw Cameron Dallas. So no one wants wants to cancel me on that. But um, yeah, it would be shocking, right? Um, But when it comes to like, you know, it's a, while I wasn't surprised he was cast, I was surprised, but like, I'm not surprised in a business marketing perspective. But like, when it comes to like shows and whatnot in general, it's like, you know, I see people that don't like certain shows or they cancel certain shows just so they can be that person that's be that person to cause a conversation of like, oh, it's like, for instance, like 
people are like, oh, I hate Wicked because everyone likes it. Like that sort of like idea, but it's like, that's a dumb idea. Like, you know, or that's why everyone's saying like Hamilton's like Hamilton is, Hamilton's on Disney plus for a reason. Like, I don't understand, like, I don't get why, what, what is this sort of like hate towards it? It's just, I think that people like theater, people in the theater community want to input their opinions and things without actually formulating it, without actually seeing, seeing a show, researching a show and be like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't rub me the right way. Blah, 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 blah. Like personally me, Phantom is not my favorite show. I don't hate it. I don't disrespect it, but it's just not my show. Like, but I don't hate it because I've never seen it before. It's all of these layers and things that come to it and all of that. Um, yeah, anyone, anything else anyone has to say in regards to just, you know, cancel, cancel culture is such a big thing. It's such a big thing in the theater community. It's just so sad. The fact that we have our younger generation coming into theater and it's like, oh, like, this is what theater is, this cult, toxic, petty environment, where it's, it shouldn't be. It's like, you know, I don't want to see a next video of comparing the next great alphabet. I'm like, I, I don't want to, like, it's, it shouldn't be like that. I think that for people that feel like, you know, if you love Be More Show, if you love a certain show that not everyone like whatever, it's so what? Like, don't, you know, let people discourage you. Don't people invalidate you as a theater person, as an artist, because if you like only one show in theater, you welcome to the theater community. You are loved, you are appreciated. You are a theater person at heart. Like my best friend, she saw School of Rock and she, that's like one of her favorite shows. Like, great, you're welcome to theater. Welcome, you are welcome with open arms and everything. And I, I think unless a show is blatantly being disrespectful and rude, then that's a different reason. But it's like, you know, of course, there, were, there are a lot of issues that we want to combat with, you know, racial injustice and representation and inclus inclusiveness on stage. But when it comes to just being a theater fan and appreciating art, like we all can't just clap back at people because, you know, we want to fit the pop the popular majority. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, I think that's a big topic of cancer culture. I think we covered a lot of things to be more chill, some with mean girls blah, blah blah all that but guys thank you so much for having this conversation with me i really appreciate it in regards to you know hearing your inputs on be more chill about kids culture in general i really want to continue this series in general with talking about more representation and issues that we need to come together as a community to fix because we are the generation the next generation of artists in our world and we have to do what we can to make it a better place um, but yeah, um, guys, where can I, where can people find you on social media and, you know, stay in touch with you guys? Who wants to go first? Maddox? I'll go first. Um, I'm just at Maddox Bain on TikTok, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> love that, love that. Ruby? I am at Overthinking This on TikTok, and if you are interested in my Instagram, it is linked in my TikTok bio. Love that. And Daniel? If you want to follow me on TikTok, it's at DanTheFlan, and my Instagram is also linked from my TikTok as well. Gotcha. And Broadway Live, you just follow my Instagram, that's Adrienne. Social media is being in progress. And get updates every Tuesday at 7 a.m. where every episode will be uploaded. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm super excited to continue this series of Beyond Broadway of talking about and destigmatizing and getting to the root core of different issues in the theater community to make theater a more great place, especially during this pandemic. 
Everyone, be safe, be kind, be courteous, and have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.